Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Certainly never dull, is it? Some expected contributors for the 2023 Gator football team put their name into the transfer portal. Antoine Powell-Ryland, edge player, Xavier Henderson, wide receiver, two guys expected to at least contribute in a heavy, heavy fashion for this Gators team over the weekend, put their name into the transfer portal. Antoine Powell-Ryland on Friday, Xavier Henderson on Saturday. Welcome to Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And plenty to talk about here with these two names, putting their name into the transfer portal. Uh, transfer portal giveth and taketh away. And this is exactly what we're getting here. And look, we knew there was a lot of expected names. Uh, we'll go through those maybe to hit the transfer portal. Uh, but maybe a bit of surprise here with these two noteworthy names, of course. Uh, so... Certainly in Billy Napier's first season, played large parts in his first season, went through spring practice, and now on the heels of spring practice, these two guys putting their name into the transfer portal. And look, not 100% that they go. They can still come back and just put their name into the transfer portal. Uh, wouldn't necessarily expect them uh, to, to be back or, or stay with Florida, but we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes there. Uh, but we'll break it down right here. What does it mean for their position groups? And what does it mean for the Gators? Uh, as far as the 2023 season. So everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button before we get into this breakdown right here on Gators Breakdown. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't done so yet. Those likes go a long way as well. Of course, with all this news, the Discord, I'll tell you, it's, on, it's been on fire <laughs> over the weekend. So if you want to talk to fellow Gator fans, Gators Breakdown Plus members, the link is in the description. You get access to that Discord server. Uh, if you listen to the podcast version, Gators Breakdown Plus gives you commercial-free uh, versions as well. So a lot of benefits there uh, for Gators Breakdown Plus. And also, hey, look, it's warming up. Summertime's coming up. we got some new merch for you, GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. Some summertime looks there, summertime vibes for you. GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. That link is in the description as well. There's two new designs throwing up there for you. Catches your eye if you want to support Gators Breakdown. And... Hopefully, do it in style a bit. There you go. Two new designs coming up for you right there. GatorsBreakdownMerch.com. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's go to one I think that has the most impact for Florida, and that's Antoine Powell-Ryland. And now, guys, if you remember, we went through spring, and this is the first, the first time for the 2023 team that we get to hear from the coaches, we get to hear from, from, from this player, these players, and, of course, uh, we heard from Sean Spencer. We heard from Mike Peterson. We heard from Austin Armstrong. Uh, we heard from Billy Napier about how they're maybe changing, uh, uh, you know, how they're coaching these position groups and changing positions around a bit. So Princely Human Mielin gets shifted to now more of the edge, not necessarily the strong side defensive end that he was, and now is going to be more the edge player. And that is, I think, the main, main, main reason Powell Island. Uh, transfers here. Uh, Prince Human Mielin had a great spring at the edge position and at least earned big time reps. Not if not the starter, still making sure that there's going to be a lot of split reps between Antoine Powell Ryland and Prince Human Mielin. So you know, there you go. I don't think he would have been getting the same kind of reps maybe he thought coming into the spring and then at, coming out of spring. Human Mielin really. I mean. I, Asking around, had a really, really good spring at this position change. 
So Princely there, um, you know, probably at, at the very least taking a lot of reps from Powell Island uh, in certain situations. So that, 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 comes a, that, that comes about where I'd still like to have the proven depth Powell Island brings to the table uh, and in on so many uh, plays last year where he helped create turnovers. Uh, so if you look at his career here, we'll go through his career stats, of course, and it really, really came on last year. Uh, part of that 2020 class, of course, the COVID class. So, and, you know, Florida yeah, with, with that explosive offense that year, uh, he probably could have played, maybe found a role on that, on that terrible defense. Yeah, maybe taking it a little bit too far but as a true freshman, but still, you know, not much in 2020. But in 2021, um, his first year getting a, a lot of action, played in all 12 games. Um, not a lot of stats to speak of in 2021. And then last year, of course, we saw him sprinkled in toward the beginning of the season. And then, of course, Brenton Cox gets dismissed after the Georgia game. Powell Ryland comes in and really just burst onto the scene as Florida closes its season. Really good performances at Texas A&M in the South Carolina game, the FSU game. Uh, so 13 games played last year. This is you know where we're looking at a lot of his heavy production. Um 29 total tackles, six tackles for loss, three sacks, um, and then you know, three forced fumbles uh, as well. So you were you know, looking at him as that speedster, getting around the edge, getting into the backfield, hitting the quarterback, and making you know, some forced fumbles plays there. Uh, at least what we saw toward the end of last season, hopefully able to duplicate that for a whole season coming up this year. Uh, but now, you know, of course, you, you look at it and – you're splitting time uh, with Princely and just going down the depth chart a bit. You would have loved to have Princely splitting reps with Power Island, of course, one proven commodity at this edge position. Maybe some development had taken place, maybe even taking a step this year, uh, Power Island. But then behind those two, Jack Pyburn, who really had a explosive spring to start. And then toward the end was hearing really good things. Either one of the last practices or one of the last scrimmages, uh, Piper and I put together like a string of four or five plays in a row where he was just dominant. Uh, you hope, you know, that comes along and he develops into you know, his second year. TJ seriously, true freshman came along really impressed as a true freshman. Uh, but still, you know, Pyburn, Searcy, still thinking Powell Island ahead of, you know, above those guys as far as reps go. But that move of Human Mielin, you know, really, I don't necessarily was a huge surprise given, I think, you know, his body size, his body type, struggling that strong side defensive end. I mean, he made some plays last year too, but I think playing out of position a bit on that strong side defensive end. And we heard from Mike Peterson. Sean Spencer about, you know, kind of that move and why maybe suits him and he loses some weight, being able to drop back in coverage from this edge spot. I think you and me, Owen, uh, as I said, one more time, at the very least would have been making it where Powell Rydon was splitting more reps. Maybe he wanted to, maybe he expected to uh, coming in the spring. And then, of course, I know I'll hit it, and I know it's out there a lot. It's been on message boards. It's been on Twitter. Of course, you know, maybe why another reason Powell Rydon transferring out, maybe – uh uh, uh, not getting along uh, with, with with coaches Mike Peterson out there. We heard Prince. We, we saw Princely put out there you know, that that's not true. Uh, there's no dust up between Peterson and, and Powell Ryland. Uh, I've seen Jacquez Green 
post, post and tweet about it as well. It, it, it's been out there. I'm not going to deny the, the rumor that's been out there. As far as I can tell, you know, reaching out, that's not what's happening here. But still, still a bit of a surprise. It does make you wonder, you know, Powell Ryland's name, putting, in, putting it into the transfer portal. A guy who's, at, at the very least, I still would have think contributed here. I mean, to me, this does hurt Florida. It hurts Florida's depth. doesn't mean they can't overcome it. I do think there's ways to overcome this. That the very, I do think it hurts this position group. I do think it hurts this position group as having a proven commodity to go along with Pencil Yuma Mielin. And now you're having to go and rely on a Pyburn who hasn't taken many snaps. TJ Searcy, a true freshman. Now, I do think, as far as looking at the current roster, and we, we, we went through this during the spring as well, in certain passing situations, still your Scooby Williams, who so we were wondering, was he going to be edge? Is he going to be more inside linebacker? In certain passing situations, third down sets, he'll be that quote-unquote pass block, uh, pass rusher, edge player, and probably Manny Nunnery as well. They moved him around a bit. We heard about his athleticism. We saw it on display in the spring game. The but Manny Nunnery, Scooby Williams, I think guys in certain situations, pass down situations, they'll be your pass rushers. And you don't have to take them off the field at the first and second down. They can just slide over and be those pass rushers. So I think that's one way Florida takes care of this. But also, and we'll keep going. This this will be for the wide receiver position when we get to Xavier Henderson as well. The transfer portal. Billy Napier mentioned it in the spring that Edge was going to be, even before this announcement, now I don't know if it had any relation to do with it, but Florida's going to be active looking for Edge players in the transfer portal. As far as targets go, I don't know. There's a lot of names in that transfer portal. But we'll see what that means for Florida. Uh, Billy Napier, I mean, it was mentioned many a time. They're going to hit the edge position in the transfer portal. So, as I said, I think this one, it does hurt as far as depth goes, proven depth goes. But you need Pyburn to step up, seriously to step up, Newman Yellen to play like he did in the spring. We'll see how they maybe use Scooby, Manny Nunnery as well, but expect Florida to be active in the transfer portal here for this edge position. This, I do wonder where he transfers to. So you know, you look at uh, it won't be in, it won't be in the SEC. We know about that rule, unless he wants to sit out a year. So don't expect uh, anything to do with that. Is him him coming to the SEC or him transferring somewhere to the SEC? So all right, let's go to the next position, next transfer portal. Name put out there over the weekend on Saturday versus Florida. As we get there, hit that like button. If you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button. But Xavier Henderson, wide receiver for the Gators. And a bit of a surprise, I think, you know, still a bit of a surprise going through spring. We heard about that three-touchdown scrimmage, and of course, you know, not knowing really had to take that. We don't know what defense was out there. Could have been a bunch of walk-ons. It could have been a bunch of starters. It could have been a mixed match of those. Who knows? But did have that, you know, where Billy Napier pointed it out, Billy Gonzalez pointed it out. You know, interesting that he is putting his name into the transfer portal after the wide receiver coach, Billy Gonzalez, that recruited him is back in the fold, back at Florida. 
But, you know, we take a look at Xavier Henderson's stats. and There was really no ever breakout from a highly ranked, recruited wide receiver. Did play 2020 his first year, 11 games played, only nine receptions, 148 yards, one touchdown. 2021, the year we're looking for him to break out, 13 games, 26 catches, two touchdowns, 277 yards. You know, only averaging two catches per game there. No, granted, you know, did struggle with the did, did did have to play with some struggling quarterbacks. Emory Jones in 2021 and the inconsistent Anthony Richardson last year. Last year for Xavier Henderson, his best year, but still not really the breakout we were looking for. 11 games played, 38 catches, 410 yards, two touchdowns as well. That 78-yarder versus Georgia, where busted coverage, broken coverage, takes advantage, takes it to the house. So 35 games played, 73 receptions, 835 yards, five touchdowns in those three seasons. And through his career, basically two catches a game. So you're missing experience here, but not really production. Xavier Henderson never really had that breakout season that we were looking for as for him as a recruit. And that's just the that's the that's the truth of it. I mean, he led the team last year with catches by five over Pearsall, but still had 250 less yards, three less touchdowns than Pearsall. I mean, he, he is replaceable. You know, that's not a knock or anything like that. You know, do not disrespect. But we know we were waiting for the breakout, the numbers, the, I mean, supposed to be this fast receiver, but we, we never saw that speed on display, really. We tried to involve him last year in that screen game. Just didn't seem to work. You know, blocking, of course, it wasn't the best. He did his best job last year, you know, catching some, some short passes, not necessarily the screens, but catching some short passes, breaking some tackles, and getting a first down. There were a few of those last year. But no, not really consistent downfield threat at all for the Gators last year. But then, you know, just looking at it, Pearsall comes in and able to, you know, outgain him in yards. He was more of a downfield threat than Henderson was. More of a touchdown catching threat than Henderson was. His stats are replaceable. So Caleb Douglas, Marcus Burke throughout the spring. Talented freshman wide receiver group that came in. Andy Jean, Aiden Mizell through the spring. Eugene Wilson on the way in the fall, who the staff is really, really high on. To be able to come in, it doesn't matter if he played in spring or not, to be able to still come and be an instant contributor at this wide receiver spot. I mean, besides Pearsall, I mean, there's still a logjam there of guys that need to separate themselves. And maybe guys don't separate themselves. And now, hopefully, in some way, out of this group, you just have solid contributors throughout the whole group. I think you'd like to probably have one more really kind of breakout that you can rely on besides Pearsall that's out there most of the time. Will that be Douglas? Will that be Burt? Will it be a true freshman? I mean, receiver is a spot a true freshman can come in and absolutely make an impact. Now, with Henderson, you know, he could be more of a focus elsewhere in his last year. I mean, this is his last season, last go around. 
And I know many out there on social media and, you know, looking at on Twitter and having conversations and also in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, you know, made the point that he may not like the quarterbacks uh, Florida has, which I don't think that's the case. Um, but I can see maybe just taking that a little bit. I can see where, you know, playing in this offense where the run game is going to be heavily focused, a big part of this offense and now you have these other receivers that you'd have to split reps with because, you know, you can't separate from the from that group. So in an offense where chances are probably going to be limited anyway, and now you're splitting reps with other guys, I can see Henderson you know, wanting to go play somewhere else where the ball's thrown a bit more and get a little bit more chances. And this is his last season, his last go around. There's no hard feeling both ways here. But we were hearing about those true freshmen all throughout spring. Eugene Wilson was thought to be the best of the group. We don't get to see him until fall camp. And I hope he goes on and has a big year somewhere. I think Louisville is the maybe school to watch out for here for Henderson. You know, so it's not like he's going to go to USC or Alabama or somewhere where, you know, in recent history he's had a good wide receiver reputation. And I don't think he's going to be garnering that type of interest here. But I can see where he, like I said, goes somewhere where they throw the ball a bit more, maybe where there's not such a log jam at receiver. You get maybe 10, 15 more chances a game to get to catch a pass. In Florida, I think if you're looking at it with Graham Mertz or, or Jack Miller, I would still say Graham Mertz there, maybe throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game at max. Yeah, maybe he wants to go somewhere where they're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. So I don't necessarily think it's the quarterbacks. I could think it's part of the offense being so reliant on, a, on, a, on an offensive line, a Trevor Etienne, a Montreal Johnson, where, okay, you're not going to get as many chances. And if you're going to be competing with a Caleb Douglas or Marcus Burks from true freshman for catches, okay, then maybe you go somewhere else and see, see if you can get some more chances to, to, to go show off you can catch the ball. But I think, you know, with a, a lack of separation at this receiver, I think, you know, where they're going to be counting on some of these true freshmen to provide that aspect of the passing game. And if Florida had a lot of these same type of receivers, the, the bigger body receivers, they just couldn't separate. Couldn't get away from coverage. Now with these true freshmen coming in, I think that, that, um, Potential for his receiver group is in there. Also, remember, he, he was and was the main punt returner for Florida pretty much in his career. He was doing it in the spring game as well. So now, you know, Florida, I think, as far as Henderson being a reliable, not muffing a punt, you had that. That was at the base expectation I think we had for him. Not making much happen as far as a playmaker back there. Returning punts. So, you know, you'll be looking for a different punt returner as well. I think we all were kind of maybe looking for more there anyway. But as I mentioned, you know, you have Douglas, Burke, transfers. We'll see, uh, you know, some other guys, Quavion Frazier's, and, you know, maybe he was injured in spring 
you know, what does um, another guy who's kind of been around never really hasn't really broken through? Is he maybe another name to look out for in the transfer portal? But speaking of transfer portal, does Florida go now go get another receiver? I think even before this Xavier Henderson news, that I think Florida was probably be even with the talented two freshmen. Do you want to have to rely on some young guys? I think it's okay. Look, if Florida doesn't get another wide receiver in the transfer portal, I don't I'm not going to think much different about this group. I, I like where this group is with the young guys. You just got to hope that they come about pretty fast. Do you go scour the transfer portal and bring another experienced receiver in? A guy with a different profile than Henderson, a guy that can go out there and, and, and separate, separate from coverage, beat a man coverage. Yeah, so looking looking at that, I think if you do hit the transfer portal, you still hit somebody who's a completely different profile. But now there's two guys on their way out making roster spots for the Gators. And I think, you know, now just looking at the transfer portal as a whole, you guys can go check out the last episode of Gators Breakdown where I gave you a couple targets to be looking out for. But you keep looking at it. There's going to be some more transfers on the way out for the Gators. Could there be more big name transfers on the way out? I wouldn't throw it out of the window. Guys you expect to contribute? I mean, these two right here kind of surprised us. You know, so I'd be on the lookout for that too. But also just the names that we have thrown out. I don't think Florida and the transfer portal on the way out is done. Look at offensive linemen and names like Riley Simons, William Harrod. You know, we've brought up those names before of those guys and what happens. They've certainly gotten passed over by some of the young guys along the offensive line. What are Jalen Humphreys? Donovan Mitchell? Ethan Pouncey? I do think there are names out there that still are going to be in that group, a Jamarcus Weston maybe, with that position change. And in that group where they could be on their way out and Florida's got some more open roster spots. I mean, we looked at it, guys. I mean, these, go back and look at the 2020 class. That's where these guys were. And... That 2020 class Dan Mullen brought in, not a lot to point to as far as success goes. They're getting, getting, um, I mean, this is, these are guys who've been part of a team. The last two years, it's went six and seven. A rebuild was going to happen at some point. A lot of you wanted a rebuild to happen at some point. And as I said, for Powell Ryland, you know, I, I do think that one hurts a bit, but there are ways to overcome it. Henderson, that's easily replaceable. That production is replaceable. Not losing sleep over that one at all. Hey, let's get to it. I'll pull it up. Yeah, but this, I mean, these are 
you know, a rebuild was going to happen at some point. Now, could it have happened last year? Could you have taken the USC and the LSU route and maybe rebuild last year? You know, I do think there was some belief that Anthony Richardson was going to be special and he could, you know, help carry this team. That maybe the defense would take a step up and you, you don't have this mass transfer portal exodus because you might have something special at quarterbacks. So don't rock the boat too much. You know, it didn't turn out that way. The rebuild was going to happen at some point. Whether it be last year, whether it be this year, it was going to happen at some point. And I can't sit here, and guys, you know, I screamed from the mountaintop the way recruiting was going under those last staff and be so disappointed if guys are on their way out, especially guys who not necessarily haven't contributed a whole lot. Go look at all these transfers that Florida lost out, that, that Florida lost, since, what, late December, January. Go see where they ended up. Not a lot of them ended up at big-time powerhouses. They didn't, they're not going to Georgia. They're not going to Alabama. Had a couple offensive linemen. And now Mike, just now, Michael Tark would go to USC. Okay. Not all of them were going to be disappointments in, in, in where they ended up at, but not a lot of them ended up at big schools. Not a lot of them ended up at Power 5 schools. Some of them ended up at Group of 5 schools. I mean, for a team, for, for, for a roster that was, we kind of demolished in recruiting on the way in. And then part of two, six, and seven seasons, I'm not losing sleep over that. Now, it does mean the rebuild may take a little bit. We're thinking that anyway. But let me pull it up. Let's go to that 2020 class. It'll give me just a, just a bit. But we'll go down the list. Jervon Dexter. Okay. He was at the top of the class. Heavy contributor there for the Gators. Derek Wingo was the second highest ranked player in the class. We're still waiting for him to break out. Hopefully he gets healthy. Hopefully he's a leader on the field this year. Xavier Henderson was the third highest ranked commit of the 2020 class did not play like it. Jahiri Rogers. Nope. Quavion Frazier's still waiting for the breakout. Isaiah Walker never even made it to campus. Ethan Pouncey. I just gave you his name for, for another transfer candidate. Antoine Powell Ryland going in order here. Okay. There you go. You got some contributions out of him last year. Of course, as I said, I do think he will be missed, but can overcome it. Doesn't mean Florida will. Anthony Richardson was the next highest. Okay. You know, we, we chronicled his career last year or his season last year, his career the last few years. Going to be a top draft pick. Most of these guys aren't even on the team right now. Let I me mean, go back to the top. Dexter gone. Wingo still on the team. Henderson gone. Rogers gone. Frazier is still on there, but I think a transfer candidate. Walker never made it to campus. Ethan Pouncey, a transfer candidate. Antoine Powell, Anthony Richardson. Now you get to Princeton Human Ellen, one of the few here at the top that's still going to be on the team and contribute in 2023. Josh Braun on the way out or out. Kamar Will Coxon out. Rashad Torrance just left the team as an NFL draft prospect. Avery Hamlin transferred out. Mordecai McDaniel out. Lamar Goods, out. Jalen Lee, out. Finley Graham, out. Trevor, Tre Tre Travis Johnson, out. Gerald Mincy, not here. 
Jonathan Odom, hopefully t- a tight end contributor this year. Richard Leonard along the offensive line as well. Jeremy Crawshaw. But there you go. That's your 2020 class. Barely any on the team right now. Travis Johnson contributed, but you know, not necessarily at the highest level for Florida. So transfer on the way out to Missouri. But that class, which if you go to the very top of 24-7 sports composite, ranked seventh that year. That is not the seventh-ranked class if you want to go back and now look at it. Compare that to, I, mean, I don't remember any other top 10 teams that year, but nope. The composite rank was ninth. But I think they're combining composite rank, transfer rank, it was good for seventh. But I just went through the high school there. So composite rank, it was ninth that year. It was a top 10 class. That is not a top 10 class on the field. I mean, you take a just look at the names, and it's just unreal how many non-contributors there are, how many are currently left on the team. Ooh, just gets worse when you get there and just go down the list and look at it. I think you know mostly played off at the top. Jervon Dexter, not not necessarily. He didn't play like the twelfth overall player. Played out of position on the defensive line. Had to, just because of other poor recruiting around him on the defensive line. I think he was just stuck in a bad place. Wingo played a lot lot more edge as a player in high school, especially his final year, trying to fit him in the linebacker. You're still waiting. I mean, the top of that class, besides Dexter, I'm going to go to the top of it one more time. Wingo, Henderson, Rogers, Frazier, Isaiah Walker, Ethan Pouncey, Antoine Powell. Then you get to Anthony Richardson. I mean, the top 10 players of that class were hardly anything. Whew. There we go. So, all right, there we go. There's your latest on those two transfers for the Gators. Transfers out, of course. Antoine Powell Ryland, Xavier Henderson, put their name into the transfer portal. And I, look, I expect it to be a busy week here. Busy, busy week. About another week for guys to enter the portal. I think Florida's on their end keeping it pretty quiet. Not as far as no action, just keeping the action quiet. We'll see who Florida can bring in. As I said, expect some name, expect some more names on the way out, making some roster spots for bringing these guys in. But expect the transfer portal news to be hot and heavy over the next few days. But there we go. As I said earlier this episode, catch out the previous episode of Gators Breakdown where I do give you a couple of transfer portal candidates to look out for. And then, as well, on Monday, I'm putting this episode together for you on Sunday morning. The big news, I'm not going to let it go by, guys, without uh, giving you my thoughts on here. But also, Monday morning, 8.30, we should be live right here on Gators Breakdown. Corey Bender from Gators Online on three. We're going to hit high school recruiting. 
been busy the last few weeks there. I've caught with guys visiting, guys visiting for the spring game. A lot of questions surrounding what is Florida doing at offensive line, what is Florida doing at wide receiver recruiting. We'll get into all that. Right there with Corey Bender from Gators Online, 8.30 Monday morning. Early episode. Getting out there for everybody pretty early. So, Captain Trips, hey, thank you much for that donation right there. Thank you. Thank you so much. But, everybody, thanks for hopping on right here. This episode of Gators Breakdown, covering this transfer portal news for the Gators. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.